Hello, and welcome to the Social Speak Network podcast. My name is Caitlin McDonald, and today we're going to be joined by Ty Allen, the CEO of Social Climb. Social Climb is Ty's fourth successful business in the marketing and technology space. He is passionate about building systems that actually grow practices and improve patient experiences. Social Climb enables thousands of physicians to automatically attract new patients to their practices by building their online social reputations and automatically targeting ideal new patients. Delivering more than 1 million patient or customer interactions every month, Social Climb helps practices transform themselves inside and out. Ty and his wife, have five beautiful daughters, and live in Alpine, Utah. Ty enjoys golfing and mountain biking, and we're so excited for him to be joining us today as he shares insights into how your medical practice can benefit from reputation management and reviews and directory listings online. So let's give a warm welcome to Ty Allen. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ty, for for joining us on our podcast today. Uh, To get started, we'd love to learn a little bit more about your story and Social Climb's story. Great. Thanks, Caitlin. I really appreciate the opportunity to participate in the podcast today and maybe just to share a little bit about why we started Social Climb and, and, and the reasons we're so passionate about what we do for practices um, is, is, I think, a great way to start. So, my personal story behind this is six years ago, I was involved in an accident wherein I fractured my neck at C4 and had a, a spinal cord injury. Um, at the time of the injury, of course, I didn't know what had really happened in my neck. The ambulance took me to the hospital and uh, the emergency room doctors did a great job. They quickly diagnosed my issue and they knew that the fracture was there and that I also had what is called a central cord syndrome. And at that level in the neck, um, I was pretty lucky that uh, I was still still able to breathe. But, uh, you know, when I first had been injured, I actually felt like I was a quadriplegic. And then over the next half an hour, I started getting some sensation back and some function functionality back. But I was, I was actually in a lot of pain by the time they got me to the emergency room. So I remember vividly laying on a backboard after the doctor said, gotten the diagnosis, and they came to me and said that my my case was too complex for the small hospital that I'd been taken to, and that I needed to either go to a larger hospital north of me or a larger hospital south of me. And the uh, ER doctor said, these are the names of the two physicians, spine surgeons, who are on call, one at each of the hospitals. I need you to choose which hospital, therefore which spine surgeon is going to do your surgery, um, the, the, you need to, you have five minutes to make that decision. And my wife was at the hospital at that time, and I remember looking at her, and neither of us had any idea how to make that decision. Eventually, we made the decision by asking a few of the providers who were very reticent to give us any information, but we, we had to make a decision, so we did. And in my process of rehab, so I had surgery, I went into um, you know, a rehab process that I was in the hospital for about a month, and went through in inpatient and outpatient rehab. And and I'm doing very well today, in a large part to the great care that I received from a lot of providers. But there were probably eight to 10 decisions I had to make during that process about who would be my 
my occupational therapist, who'd be my physical therapist, what inpatient uh, facility would I, would I have myself go to, what outpatient facilities would I use for rehab, who my rehab doctor would be, and, uh, you know, just a, a lot of decisions that I just, as a consumer of medicine, medical care, I did not have the data to make that decision. So I, I realized, well, going through this process, that there was a problem, that a lot of these practices and physicians don't know how to tell their story in a way that consumers of medical care today can use it to find the right provider for them. So that's where the genesis of Social Climb came from. We're really passionate about helping providers, great providers, tell their story and attract patients in the way that patients seek to find providers today. And that is the story behind Social Climb. And uh, again, it's not a story I, I always tell every potential customer or every person I, I talk to, but it is the reason that uh, I personally am so passionate about what we do. What a powerful story. And thank you for sharing such a personal story about why you started Social Climb. And as a consumer of healthcare and uh, you know, a marketing agency that, that helps healthcare practices, we know how important reputation management and reviews are uh, as a way to build trust and really showcase your own medical practice story as a way to bring new patients in the door. Uh, can you talk a little bit about why reviews and repu reputation management is so important for healthcare centers? Sure, yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I learned pretty quickly is that I'm not unique in the way that I seek for care. Right? When, I, when I want to buy a product, I take my phone out and do a search. I go to Amazon or Google and I do a search. And I do the same thing for medical care. Um, today, it's, it's a great thing that now we have a lot of this data available to us online. It wasn't the case even six years ago. A lot of it wasn't available. But So getting a physician or practice's data online in the right way, so getting the listings, the optimization of those listings, and the reviews from real patients out there is super critical because the next potential patient is simply going to take their phone out and do a search. They're going to ask Google in most cases, where can I get help with problem X or, or where can I find a provider that can help me with problem Y? And if those reviews from patients are not out there, and if those pages are not owned by that by you as a physician, you're not going to show up. You know, even five or six years ago, most practices and physicians thought, look, all I got to do is get a website set up. My website has to be great. It's got to be optimized. And it's not to say that websites are not still valuable. It's just that so many patients today do a search, find a physician because of their reputation online, choose that physician, even make the call to the practice straight from that listing, having never gone to the practice's website. So a website is still valuable. It's just that there's so many other ways to now tell the story of the practice and the physician online in ways that patients actually find, help you help find the practice. And then where should these reviews be posted? What types of directories uh, should a, a medical practice make sure that they are on? Great, great question. So four years ago when we first started this, we saw a lot of emphasis on a lot of different platforms, right? You'd hear people say there's 70 different platforms that you should put your listings on and make sure they're all correct. And at the time that may have been a bit true, 
but today it's coalescing. So um, we, we really think that Google is 80% of the value for a practice. Google is the focus. So Google My Business pages for each doctor and each office location. In fact, if a, if a physician practices in multiple locations, they really should have a Google My Business page in each location where they practice if they're more than five miles apart. Because local search is which, what's going on here. And when Google does local search, it's, first, it's very first local. So a great, a great reputation downtown for a physician does not help somebody in the suburbs find that physician. But if that physician works two days a week out in the suburbs, having a strong reputation out there is really important on Google. Now, Google used to kind of be just a judge. By that I mean they would do a, they, you would do a search and Google would say, well, health grades ranks at this, this physician this way, and health, Facebook does this, and Vital says this, and RateMD says this, and Facebook says, or you know, Yelp says this. And so that summation of data from all those other areas would pull into the search for Google. We've seen a trend over the last few months, or sorry, year, year and a half, that Google's now kind of the judge and the jury. So Google seems to trust its own data on its own listings pages for doctors and practices more than it trusts that third-party data. So when a practice has done a good job helping Google understand that it, it, uh, it does fine work for patients by getting reviews from patients and optimizing pages on Google, then the Google results reflect that. So we would say Google, number one, Facebook has some really interesting ways with Facebook, um, you know, the way that you patients can go on and they don't necessarily leave reviews in a traditional way. They're kind of recommendations. Um, Yelp is, is, is often important. Health grades is very important. So probably Google, Facebook, health grades, vitals, and Yelp are the top platforms that we see really having an influence on how patients find physicians. So you mentioned Google has become judge and the jury for, for their own organization of those listings. Do you feel as though they take um, a look at on-site SEO, or is it really just looking at your Google My Business listing, seeing if that's optimized, and kind of seeing what reviews you have there? Yeah, we see that they do both, actually. So we see that the key, the, the link from your Google My Business page, where you're connecting basically to a doctor's profile or to a practice's profile on, on the website, if that link goes to a page that has the same keywords that are in the doctor's profile and in the doctor's category on the Google My Business page, we see those pages rank more highly. So it is still very important to have a highly ranking website that you can link to from the Google My Business pages so that the page, the Google page, each page ranks higher. And if you get those keyword, kind of that keyword triangle set up correctly of the category chosen on the Google My Business page, those same keywords from that category on the, the physician's profile page on the website, and those keywords also included in the business description on the physician's Google My Business page, we see a nice synergy there that causes Google My Business pages to rank higher. Okay, that makes sense. I, I can see how it all works together there. Now, are you recommending that in addition to having the medical practice have a Google My Business page that each of the physicians have their own Google uh, My Business page as well? We do recommend that, yes. We've seen you know, a policy change from Google on that. 
and we've seen it become a really valuable way for a practice to, to, to attract patients. Now, sometimes a practice doesn't want to do that and they want to just promote their practice as a brand and they don't really want um, their physicians to kind of be front and center and sometimes they're worried that those physicians will then take that reputation and leave and it, it doesn't strengthen the partnership and the practice. But honestly, it's more valuable in the search process if a practice will embrace the concept of each of the providers, each of the doctors. We don't typically recommend this for PAs or nurse practitioners or even PTs, but you know the, the doctors themselves having their own Google My Business page as well as the practice having a Google My Business page, that gives that practice more footprint in the market to attract patients. And making those pages highly optimized is also very important. So when we say that, we believe there are 10 key components on a Google My Business page that, that really help it rank highly. So when our platform actually syncs a Google page in, it runs a scorecard analysis on each of those components. So you get an optimization score, and that is completely independent of the number of reviews. We actually see that a page rank more highly without any reviews if all of the components on a Google My Business page are properly configured. Then, of course, you add reviews to that, you add postings, you answer and respond to questions that get posted by patients, you reply to reviews, you do all those great things on a Google My Business page and it just moves it higher and higher and higher. But the first step is claim a page for each doc in each location, optimize those pages, and then start the process of building the reputation. Great. So it sounds as though an office administrator has quite a bit of work or they can turn to a service like yours um, to, to help them with this. So what could an office administrator do to make sure that, the, that they are soliciting reviews from patients? Yeah, so the basics, and as you said, this can all be done manually. Right? If, if an administrator has the time, they can go and claim the pages, go through each of the pages and, and get the pictures, the configuration, the hours, the description, the links to the website, get all of that stuff done. That's all very doable. Um, you can use Google's interfaces to do that, to manage these Google My Business pages. And then once you've done that, you can say print a little card and hand it out to each of the patients. And on that card, it has a link that they could type into their, their uh, phone or into their computer and click that link and go out and leave a review for the doctor. Um, all very doable and something that we highly recommend practices consider doing. Typically what we find is most practice managers or marketing people or front desk people in these practices are already overworked. So our approach to this is to automate all of that process. So I've already alluded, I've already talked through the claiming the page, optimizing the page, all those things, but let's talk about how, how the best way to get patients to leave feedback. So we've seen groups do everything from putting a computer in the lobby and asking patients to walk up to that computer, log into their personal uh, accounts on that computer, and then leave a review for a doctor. To uh, some groups even, you know, as I said, handing out a card and hoping patients will take the card home and type that long URL in and get to a, to a review page. So both of those things can work. They're just not as effective as actually sending a message, automated message, via text 
to each of the patients. So we, we actually recommend a text message that goes to the patients that has a nice link on it, a picture from the doctor, and an invitation for the patient to easily click the link, leave a review. Typically a patient can do that in about 30 seconds. The beauty of that process versus the other two that I just talked about is those patients receive that text message or email on their phone typically, and when they click the link to leave feedback on Google or Facebook or one of these platforms, they're typically already authenticated to Google. Maybe they already have the Facebook app on their phone. It opens into Facebook. So make it so that it's so easy that they can do it in less than one minute. And then you actually get a high enough response rate that you can really move the needle on the reputation. There's a couple of other problems I would point out when you try to do it more manually is you hand somebody a card, it's a complex URL, the chances of them actually doing it go way down that they're not gonna type that in and, and go through that process. And if you ask them to do it in your lobby on a computer, they've got to remember their passwords to log in. Then you've got to remember to make sure that that, that thing gets logged out so you're not sharing personal data to the next patient who might walk up to it. But then the worst thing about that option is if you're making those reviews, many of them from the same computer on the same IP address, the platforms start to throw those away. The review platforms start to ignore those because they don't, they know they're coming from one IP address and they think they're fraudulent. So the most, the most efficient thing to do is to get a message to a patient on their phone that they can easily click and move through the review process as, as, as quickly as possible. Now, Social Climb as a platform, this is exactly what you do. Uh, we have some, some clients who utilize Social Climb and it is very straightforward and very easy for patients to, to leave those reviews. Uh, honestly, within a couple of hours of <laughs> turning on the, the packages with you, we have, you know, as marketing managers of Google My Business pages, um, we have seen reviews come in when prior to that, maybe one per month would come in. Uh, and it, it really is making that process easy and simple for the patients as they're leaving the practice, they get the, you know, that text message notification, it's top of mind and that ease of use is just so, it's just right in their face. So it, it does make it very easy and streamlined to get those reviews. Well, that's, that's great to hear that it's worked well for your client like that. I, I, we see that with a lot of groups. And as you pointed out, previous to making an effort like this to invite patients, you typically only get one or two reviews, very few a month. And really, unfortunately, they're often the patient who wants to complain. So what we're really doing is enabling that silent majority of happy patients who walk away from, from a cycle of care with a, with a practice or a physician who are very happy. Right, they're, they're the happy, happiest of the patients, but they don't turn around and say thank you. Mm -hmm. They don't think about it. They're not, they're not passionate about saying thank you. And like a person who's mad is passionate about saying they're mad. So what we're really trying to do is get 10%. That's the goal, 10% of the happy patients. And we're asking every patient whether they're happy or not. Let's talk about that in just a second. But get 10% of those happy patients to turn around and say thank you by leaving a social media review for that practice or that doctor. And that adds up really fast and really makes a, a, a practice look or a physician look great online because they typically are making 99% of their patients extremely happy. And we ask those questions. When we, when we invite a patient, 
we do not gate them. We don't say, hey, if you're happy, leave a public review. If you're unhappy, don't do anything or leave a private review. We ask a question per the policy of most of these review platforms to just invite everyone to leave feedback. The reality is most unhappy patients, given a chance, if you're asking them how, they, how their experience was, they'll actually turn around and want to tell you without giving you a bad name online. So our process is, would you please leave feedback at these public review sites? If they say yes, they're taken to the public review sites. If they say no, they're given an opportunity to say something that comes right back to the practice. So that's, that's the way to appropriately invite patients to leave feedback. And we typically see that great care providers get great reputations online through this process. Now, one thing that, you know, across all industries by opening up yourself to getting reviews online is that you are opening yourself to get bad reviews. Um, and one thing, you know, it, it, that's always good to do, especially in the medical industry, is to think about what those responses are going to be for those negative reviews, as well as positive reviews, as commenting back on any review that you get can, you know, help show that you are also an active participant and really care about your patients. Um, do you have any tips or insights about how to go about formulating those responses to negative reviews specifically? Yes. So. Your point is very, very accurate from our, from my opinion. Um, you want to respond to any and all reviews. Really, we, we recommend that a, a practice responds to all the positive reviews. Thank those patients. That is a courteous thing to do in normal human interactions. It's also a very positive thing to do from Google's perspective. If you're getting lots of reviews and you're actually responding to the reviews, you actually then rank higher. Getting, getting a lot of reviews is great, but getting a lot of reviews that you respond to seems to cause your pages to rank even higher. So on positive reviews, it's, it's an easy thing. We actually have a suite of um, replies, both positive and negative, that are built into our platform that are HIPAA compliant that we recommend that a practice use. So now let's talk about negative, negative feedback. So when, it, when you do get negative feedback, our suggestion is to Think of it in two ways. First off, you want to get this conversation offline. So you want to reply in a respectful way that asks the patient to contact you privately so you can have that conversation offline. And you want to do that so that everyone can see that you're proactively and quickly responding to negative feedback. So you don't want to wait a month. You don't even want to wait a day. If you get a negative review, you want to reply within minutes to hours and then you want to get that conversation offline. And that helps the next patient who comes along that looks at your feedback that understands that sometimes things do happen, right? Something out of your control can happen, but you care as a practice, and so you respond quickly. And then when you get that patient into an, a service recovery opportunity, which is we, what we recommend you think, how you think of these, um, we actually have a process in our platform that makes it easy for you to track what you've done there, make notes on it, share it with your team, and even build a little process around it so that everybody on the organization understands what you got feedback on that didn't work, and that kind of socializes within the organization, and also shows how many of those have been resolved. So when the physician looks through all the feedback, positive and negative, that's come in for them 
throughout that month or that week, they can see that anything negative has actually been dealt with or is in the process of being dealt with. So you have a, several different constituents you're worried about here. Of course, you're worried about the patient and responding to them. But as an administrator, you're also wanting to make sure that your physician understands what's going on, the feedback that's being brought in, and that you're actually dealing with, with it and kind of solving those issues for them. That's such great insights and information there. Um, Ty, I see that we are running short on time. Um, are there any other uh, tips or pieces of advice that you would like to give to our listeners today? Yeah, actually there is. So um, we've, we've spent this time, it's been great talking about the importance of building a practice or physician's ratings and reviews and how that can then help them be found more easily online. And that data is clear, right? We have thousands of, of, uh, of physicians using our platform who see a significant uptick in their visibility and inbound calls and clicks. But to me, the most exciting thing is once a physician or practice has built a great reputation online, there's now kind of a new emerging option that lets you take that reputation and easily leverage it to target more specifically the patient types that you want in the areas where you want them. And that might be a topic of conversation for another podcast at some point, but what I'm really talking about is the ability that Google has recently made available to take a Google My Business page and convert it into an ad that carries that doctor's great reputation into a targeted ad campaign that can easily be delivered into a certain zip codes or certain cities to go get the patients that a physician wants as they grow their practice. Yes, and that actually would make an excellent future podcast. We, um, we truly believe in the Google Ads interface and their ability to optimize um, the, the different ad sets and utilizing smart campaigns to really tie into the, the Google My Business listing. So I would love to, to tap into your insights and your mind on that as well um, and to hear how Social Climb is able to utilize Google Ads campaigns as a way to uh, further uh, reach the right people online. I think that that's very powerful for medical practices and again shows how you can get all of these different tools working together to reach new patients and get new patients in the door. Yeah, awesome. Let's uh, let's find a time to to do to have that discussion another time. I really appreciate the opportunity to have been here today though. Wonderful. Well, Ty, you have shared such great insight talking about um, why it's important to it be on different directories and solicit reviews, uh, what tools and technologies are out there, uh, as well as what to do once you do get a positive and a negative review. So we really appreciate your time today. Uh, listeners, if you are interested in learning how Social Climb can uh, benefit your practice, uh, head on over to their website, socialclimb.com. Uh, Ty, you have social media sites as well, so I'm sure they can jump on over to Facebook to learn more about your business uh, and, and the great work that you're doing. Great. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much.